Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome our very special guest, Doug Stanhope. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, Tom. Marvelous. You know, I have not talked to you in a long time, Doug, and I, I really miss talking to you because uh, I'm a rather big fan of funny people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know how that well, all that, works. No one really says, I hate funny people. Well, I understand because there's a balance there. There's no question about it. No, I, how you know, are you? That's the question. That is, yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, I think I find the older I get, the the less I laugh at. But you know what? That's not true. It's the less the less I engage. It's the I watch less because when I do actually watch stand up, I laugh sometimes. Going, um, is that really funny? Or are you just like easily amused now? So, you know, Doug, that's interesting. You bring that up because just a few days ago, I was watching television. And I was not laughing at all, and I thought, why are you not laughing? This stuff's supposed to be funny. And I, I, is it something that happened during COVID that we just lost our ability to, to think something's funny even? I, well, a lot of the things I got on television, I just realized uh, looking at the uh, Google News that I'm supposed to be on strike because I'm uh, part <laughs> of the right. actors' union. Sure. And I go, what? because I haven't noticed anything missing from my life uh, with the writer's strike and the actor's strike going on for months and all look i didn't notice because uh, so that must mean you're easily replaceable well see doug that's the whole problem now that's is that a sag and aftra strike or is it just it's screen actors yeah, guild, isn't it? The sag and aftra joined the writer's strike and then the writers settled but sag and after kept striking and <laughs> Like, I don't. I don't even. I couldn't name you one sitcom on. But uh, the only time I even see commercials is when I have to watch football live, and then I, I remember everything I saw. Like Young Sheldon would the commercial would come on, and I it was uh, already the worst show I'd ever seen, just based on a thirty second commercial. And if that's what the writers are striking to get back in my life. You know, Doug, i got to be honest with you that if, if there is a God, I'm sure you and I could talk to him and say, you know, Doug and Tom, you guys should never meet in person because if you ever shook hands, the world might blow up because we have the exact same <laughs> viewpoint on all of this. It's true. We'd both be trying to get God on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Doug Howard. I could come on and do an impression for you. Doug, what's, does your back hurt from carrying comedy in America? I could ask you something like that. <laughs> hey, God, uh, hey, God, how do you sleep? Because I have a, a mattress that will be delivered to your house. Use promo code God. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good promo code, actually. I might have to use that. Promo code God, ladies and gentlemen. Doug, you've always been very open and honest about your life and doing comedy, and you've moved around a bit, and I don't even want to ask you where you're living now because it's none of my damn business, but you... 
you, you take steps back away from all this stuff. You observe from a distance, and I kind of always admired that. Yeah, no, I've been at a distance. I've still been down in, the, in Arizona for 18 years now, a little mm-hmm. over. So, uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at a very good distance. To, I just don't observe as much because that old T-shirt, I, I used to be offended, and now I'm just amused. Is the opposite for me. Like I used to be amused, and now just everything's just everyone's got an opinion, and it's always depressing. No one's even funny on the internet anymore, and so I, I try to stay just around smiley people who are blissfully unaware, like me. Yeah, I, I had a big problem with that a few years ago when this all started, and I mean, Doug, I did not know this, but back when I was at KQRS, it was uh, 1986. We were apparently the first morning show in America that put comedians on because no one else would do it because apparently they they couldn't handle, you know, if you, I don't know, I, I really don't know why, but so you guys started coming on the show and, and all the rest of it and I would, I learned so much from you guys and how you, men and women of course, how you handle yourselves out in public by using your special talents, which I kind of then, I kind of borrowed from you guys and went, yeah, great to see you. And I came across which, as very pleasant. <laughs> which is it's so so much more difficult at, at an early hour. Yep. And I realized I, at some point I like I, I don't want to do anything in the morning because I'm selling a, a fake product. Like when I'm being polite <laughs> and watching my language, I'm inviting people. Like soccer moms are listening to this on their way to you know, taking their kids to school. And they're going to go, oh, there's a very nice comic that had some witty, clean punchlines on the radio. Let's go see him. And then they see all the stuff that you can't say on radio or even allude to. And they, they, then they walk out because I lied to them. Well, Doug, I will give you a, a little tip here. I don't care about language. You can drop the F-bomb if you want. I don't care. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't bother me. I Seriously. I, this whole idea that, okay, we're going to control what you... First of all, you're already controlling what we think by uh, waving money at us. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing about that. Um, do you ever examine, is there an ability to do comedy on the fact that everything in the world now is about money? And I mean every single thing is about, well, what's the money part of that? And that's... Well, I, I find myself doing that when, you know, having a podcast is... Uh... Anytime I'm just hearing a good story, I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm, wait, we're not monetizing this by recording it and putting it out there. Like, why am I wasting this good time on for free? <laughs> hey, well, let's leave this bar and finish this story at my studio. Like, that's how <laughs> my mind works. When did you realize that's how your mind worked? Were you a little boy? No, no, no. It's just it's only the podcasting that oh, only that ruined okay. it. Yeah, or well, I mean, there's also times where, like, I read Reason magazine. It's the only one that I can tolerate because it's not partisan. Uh, and then I, I want to share a story, and I go, well, if I get a really good bit out of this, I don't want other comics reading this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, like I'm hoarding information because I want to get the bit first. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if I went to a therapist, I'd I'd discover a lot of things about myself that uh, I don't I don't need to know. Well, I actually did. I'd for rather a while. put on the blinders and have a cocktail and uh, make it all go away. Well, that's, I'm looking at a picture of you with a cocktail and a cigarette, so you're happy in that picture. 
They're, they're, they're not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> you that, know where that, to look. That, yeah, that photograph is not Bigfoot. You, no, it's not. You're absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Stanhope with us. Doug Stars and the Road Dog National Video on Demand digital release was October 6th, the film that accurately depicts the life of stand-up comedians. I think this is a brilliant idea because, you know, I, you know luckily, as I said, back in 1986, started hanging out with a lot of different people. And one thing very, very quickly, I don't want to spend any time, a lot of time on this anyway, but, Doug, it was very, very difficult during the last two, three years. I lost, and man, you must have lost a ton of, I lost at least five, six friends, all comedians. That was a tough period, man. Oh, you know, I, 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 I lost, I lost a lot of friends to COVID, uh, and I'm talking just mentally. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Die, yeah. But yeah, they're, 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 they found, they found different paths. And yeah. uh, belief systems, and they, they pick teams. Like, okay, you're on a side now, really? You took sides. I love and that. You, used to, used to used to put uh, tweet pictures of you know uh, a guy getting kicked in the nuts video, and now <laughs> it's all you know wings. What wing are you? And, um, you know, awoke or sleeping or I don't know. No, I'm I'm shoulder to shoulder with you. I just don't understand extreme positions on anything. Look, I've had bad times in my life, but most of it's been absolutely wonderful. I'm a very lucky guy. Yeah, some stuff did suck, but I got to be honest with you, Doug. I could never ever get on this microphone and say, you know, I'm a victim. Even if I were a victim, I wouldn't admit it. There's a thing that you might have gone through a similar experience and not care. And yeah. those are the people I gravitate towards. I, 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 I could count a half dozen women that I know and love who go, yeah, I was molested too. I don't care, whatever. It's just something you, you went through. I'll just no. sit around and complain about it. No, that's, and that's the whole deal. It's just to everybody, oh, my God, you're horrible. And you're, well, first of all, Doug, i got to be honest, to fully open and honest with you, if there's one icon of what's wrong with America, it's me, because I am a white man. In my, I'm 71 years old. I grew up Roman Catholic. So I'm a boomer, Catholic, white guy who doesn't have a political position. I'm the worst person in America. Yeah, I... I... I, I I enjoy my. I think I've earned my apathy, Tom. <laughs> I, I, I I spent enough years caring and yelling about different things. Yep. Never you know as dull and you know single uh, myopic I should say as right or left, but specific things. Uh, you know, abortion, a specific topic, an issue, pragmatically. Uh, and and nothing changed by my caring and yelling. So now in my later years, I don't give a shit. No, I agree with you 100%. Doug. It's like you guys handle it now. It's your deal. Uh, a perfect example of what you're just talking about to me in my life is I don't really have a position on abortion because I've never done been through one in my life, so I don't know anything about it. Wouldn't you have to go through something like that to even know what the hell you're talking about? Well, I've I've paid for a lot of them. Uh, (laughs) Not even, not just. I only paid. I only had one on my own uh, accord, but I've paid for other people's abortions that I had nothing to do with. Other right, like I know them, and I don't want them to ruin their lives Mm -hmm. uh, by having the thing just because they couldn't afford it. But uh, I know how my how much my life would be ruined if it weren't for the ability to have an abortion. 
yeah. It would suck. So, yeah, I definitely have an opinion. But that's the good thing. See, that's your life. It would affect your life. And therefore, I honor that. In my situation, I just have never been involved in something like that. But I don't have an opinion like, well, just because I have never been involved, you shouldn't either. What the hell do I care? Good for you. I, I, I remember right before Obama got elected, I was building this monstrosity of a, of a deck situation at my house. Uh, this is the money pit that, that I, I was having built. And one of the guys that was delivering the equipment, the construction stuff, said, yeah, you better spend it while you can, because if Obama gets elected, all your money's <laughs> going to go to taxes. And I said, well, he's also uh, pro-choice, so if it weren't for my right to have an abortion, I wouldn't have all this disposable income to be building this stuff to begin with. <laughs> Well, you know, I did notice one thing, and I, I don't think it was Obama necessarily. I think it might have been uh, George Washington because, yeah, I can pay a few dollars in taxes. There's no question about that. But it's kind of funny how when people take positions, whether they're far left or far right, and I don't like extremists. I like Democrats and I like Republicans. I do not like far right and far left people. I just think they get way too emotional over things they don't even understand. So can we ever get back to when it's just, hey, you know, yeah, you're a Democrat, I'm a Republican, let's go have lunch. Is that ever going to happen again? I'm, I, it is happening. It's happening everywhere except the, everyone lives their lives through a, a phone or a, a, yeah. a tablet or a gadget. But, yeah, I, every time I sit down with people, there's no issues. And I live in a town that's full of, you know, the hardcore hippies and uh, people that openly carry you know, in the safe way. Well, you really needed yep. a gun to get produce. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Those funny. Were we, very special apples, Doug. Yeah, we, Doug, we just had that talk today or yesterday, yesterday on the podcast. I was like, yeah, none of you need to bring a gun to the podcast. The parking lot's about two feet away from the door. Everyone's fine. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. You know, she's going after me there, Doug, because for years I had a permit to carry. I grew up in a very tough neighborhood was not the most safe neighborhood in the world so when i was old enough i got a permit to carry i don't i don't care wait a minute i shouldn't tell people i don't carry anymore right you, you gotta do give, carry you i gotta, see it on your leg right now thank you God. thank you very much jesus aj that's a big mistake here's uh, the thing you guys i get it i've slept with a rifle because i was in the military i'm not scared of guns but you just have to look at your situation for the day and if you're coming straight here sitting in this room with me we don't need guns here okay let's just agree so I, I, I'm an alcoholic and a responsible one with a small man complex. Yeah. And I, I know that you know, that doesn't mix well with a firearm. Yeah, thank you. No, that's true. Thank you, Doug. That's very, very good. But I will show you, this is a typical uh, Minnesota question, Doug, mm -hmm. right here. Um, my granddaughter, seven years old, wanted me to come to her soccer game last night, so I thought it'd be kind of a cool breeze. And I put on, that morning, I put on a bright orange kind of... Uh, Vest. Not, vest. Are they vests? I yeah. suppose it is a vest. Yeah, yeah. total vest. <clears throat> I am not kidding you. This is Minnesota, Doug. So I'm dressed up what I think is very pumpkin looking. Yeah. For her yeah. soccer game, all the rest of it. I had 15 guys. What are you going hunting? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Your next stop? Because I have an orange vest, I'm going to go shoot something? Yes. I don't really understand your question, but that's just me. So I do, I know we only got a couple of minutes left here, so I do want to hear you talking a little about the Road Dog, uh, released on October 6th, just about five, six, seven days ago, somewhere in there. What's it all about? 
Uh, 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 I get this. I play uh, an uh, alcoholic, washed-up alcoholic, chain-smoking, self-destructive comedian that's still trying to hang on as his body fails him and his career goes even further in the toilet and find out that I have a... Uh, or I, I run into my long-estranged child who's now an adult that wants to do comedy and I take him on the road just to use him for a ride and it goes from there. But you didn't throw and the I word... And I die at the end. Oh, you die at the end? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there won't be a sequel, you're right. <laughs> That's terrible news. I just, you know... I was thinking maybe at the beginning you'd throw, in, you'd throw the word brilliant in there. You got, you're a brilliant guy. Can't you throw that in? <laughs> no? Uh, uh, allegedly, yes. I'm, I'm, I... I <laughs> I, I kind of have a maybe a cult following. I don't know. Oh, you got much no, more. I, the the point is, I didn't have to audition. Oh, good move. That's a very very good move. There's no yes, doubt about I, it. I didn't really have to act. I just <laughs> had to remember that my character's name is different from my name. Otherwise, it's just me. I understand completely. Are you going to get back on the road? Are you on the road? No, I uh, I just uh, taped a special that I got to get to the editing process and then oh, put okay. out and then write a new act and then get back out on the road. So that'll be when the weather's nice next year. Okay, but you're going to come to you can come up here next summer. Uh, uh, yes, at some point, spring. It won't be in the winter. <laughs> No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, because where you live, and I won't tell people where you live, but I happen to know because I had a couple of friends that, that live by oh, you. Oh, listen, if you Google Doug Stanhope's address, it's the first thing that comes up. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I would uh, just uh, thinking that I'm way too far away for anyone to actually come to my house. I would implore <laughs> my listeners to send me. I love getting random stuff in the mail. So, yeah, steal shit from work and send it to 212 Van Dyke Street, Bisbee, Arizona. And people would just, uh, yeah, send me random stuff. I got really cool shit. And uh, only uh, one restraining order. Good. And, uh, one other time I had to call the police, but he hadn't technically trespassed. So, Well, now that you gave out your home address, that's technically kind of kind of by Yuma, isn't it? That'd be the biggest town by Yuma? No, that's uh, the opposite corner. Yuma oh, it is? Southwest, we're southeast. Oh. Yeah, we're near, we're near Tombstone and oh. Douglas. I see. The only reason I ask you that question is because Yuma, I believe, is the hottest place in America in the summer, and you don't want to come anywhere yeah. near Minnesota in the winter. So that's good. But I will go to Yuma in the summer. In fact, we did go uh, for Fourth of July last year. We went to Palm Springs, but we stayed a night in Yuma on the way out and sure. on the way back. I, I can 122 degrees. I love it. I understand that completely. Doug Stanhope, I will tell you this, and I'm very, very sincere about this. I haven't met you many, many years ago. I haven't seen you in a while now, but uh, I love your approach to comedy. I love your approach to life. It's like, you know what? Leave me alone. I'm in here. Now go away. <laughs> Which I think, <laughs> I think it's a good approach, Doug. I really do. Thank mm -hmm. you, sir. Yeah, and you good to talk to you again, Tom. Oh, and real quick, you said you're working on your specials. This is kind of obviously in the early editing stages. Do you have a tentative idea of when you are expecting to release it? No, I, I taped it in May, and I've just been blowing off going through it. I just, I just <laughs> have to get the editor bullet points. All right, cut that out, put that in. And I haven't done it because I've had other things I had to deal with. That, uh, yeah. Well, you know. You know, when you have something you don't want to do, everything is more important right now. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, laundry's <laughs> yeah. done. You're, yeah. You've got all your food breakfast right now. Yeah. burritos. Yeah. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need them right now. Yeah. Burritos. 
All right, you, you got to get in the studio one of these days, Doug. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Good to see it. Good to talk to you. Absolutely. Doug Stanhope, ladies and gentlemen, brilliant, brilliant comedian. Just got a great attitude. Puts up with zero bullshit, which is one reason I love him so much. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, he's like great. very authentic. There is no, yes, good he doesn't put on a front for anybody. He doesn't give a rat's ass what you think of him. No. I, I really enjoy it. And he, he denigrates himself quite a bit, but he is a brilliant comedian. Really, yeah. really, really good. If you've never seen him, when he does come to town, uh, hopefully we can get him in uh, in studio, and you should go see him because he is really good. But it's kind of scary looking at him because his promo picture, drink in the left hand, cigarette in the right hand. Yeah, he leans <laughs> he leans into yeah what everybody you know would consider I guess maybe a flaw in a human being, but he is authentically himself and doesn't hide from it. I just think the guy's brilliant. I do. Yeah. I think he's very, very funny. He's just a hell of a nice guy. He's got an edge to him. So some people say, oh, he's getting in. I like that edge. Yeah. It's like, leave me alone for Christ's sake. And that imagery of, like you said, drinking one hand, smoking the other. There's two comedians in my mind that have that imagery. The great Ron White and then Doug Stanhope. Like, they've made yep. that like their brand. You're 100% right. And went all the way back uh, to the Rat Pack. Because yeah. Dean Martin yeah. did the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Drink left hand, cigarette in the right hand. That's, hey, that was my dad when I was yeah. a little kid, I'll tell you. <laughs> so that's like one of the earliest memories that I have of a stand-up comedian was my grandpa was a huge, uh, what's the, uh, blue-collar comedy tour oh, fan. Sure. Yeah, it's and so he loved Ron about, White. Yeah. And yeah, Ron White just standing on stage with a glass of scotch or whatever it was and a cigar in the other hand. And he tells yep. goes over this bit of his grandma caught him like masturbating or something and Jeez. he was like my grandma Oops. told me that it's better for my seed to land in the belly of a whore than on the ground <laughs> and he takes a sip of his okay. scotch he takes okay. a sip of his scotch and a puff of his cigar and he just looks at the camera and he's like and i told her okay like where are these whores at? <laughs> no question about it uh, i just love he was on the morning show years ago you know he had well first of all those guys all came to town Mm -hmm. You know, that uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy Jeff came Fox, to Jeff, Fox, Jeff Fox, Fox, where all those guys came to town, and they sold like 8, 10, 12 shows out. It's incredible. It unbelievable how huge that was. Yeah. But I just love Stan Hope's whole deal. It's like, yeah, good, yeah, great, good to hear it. Nice to hear it. I love that about him. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what the hell. It's uh, doing comedy's a bitch. I wish people would understand. It's very difficult to live and be good at comedy. Yeah, yeah, I also those hours would kill me. The oh, hours yeah. and the traveling and the it's it's traveling. not places you can't fly in all the times you yep. drive for and, hours. And people, because well, they'll see like somebody's Netflix special and oh my gosh, you're in this big beautiful theater like yeah. that must your life must be yeah. so amazing. Yeah. You're going city to city to most of the time like dingy, dirty, small rooms yeah. for five hundred bucks just trying to get your name out there. To eventually play in a big theater it's such a grind it's like being a musician it is ron white one of the great lines of all time well it's not a great line it's just the way he delivered it he came in i think for about the third time in on the show and he goes hey tommy how you doing i said not too bad ron how are you and he's got the cigarette and he's got the drink and i mean mm -hmm. he i just walks in the building with that stuff right i said why what's going on he goes what you want to ride on my jet i said what he goes yeah i just bought a jet yesterday you want to ride in it i'm like I'm good. Right. Also, <laughs> like you're just going to casually take it around the block real quick yeah, yeah, and come exactly. back to the studio. Uh, you're not going to be flying it, are you, Ron? Because I'm definitely not going then. <laughs> then I'm definitely not going to get in that airplane. But, yeah, I mean, these guys came to town. Nobody had ever heard of them before. 
they sold out all those shows, and all of a sudden, man, it, because that, uh, what was the TV special called again? The, the Blue Collar Blue Collar Comedy, Comedy Tour? Tour, I guess is what mm-hmm. it was called. It was very funny. Yeah. yeah. And nice guys. Every damn one of them was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, at least that, that was my experience. You didn't have any problems with them, did you? No, no. I thought they were always lovely. And plus, uh, that one guy plays, was it Mater from Cars? Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry, Larry the, the Cable, cable Guy. guy. Yeah. So you can, take, you can talk shit all you want about him. At the end of the day, like he will always be Mater to me. And there's like a near and dear place in my heart. My nephew made me watch that movie a hundred times. So. One of my favorites of all time, and it doesn't happen anymore. But Well, they don't come in all that much anymore, but whatever. But back when comedians used to come in and do the show, they'd do the family show and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. I wish I could name one comedian that didn't hit on Alex. Oh, really? Oh, God, every oh. time. That's, it was like, that's, yeah. Do they know it's your daughter, too? I don't think they did. That's no. weird. Well, comedians, <laughs> comedians have no shame. When I worked at the, comedy, when I worked at the comedy club, because you're on the road, it's lonely, all that, and I get enough and we have to go to break here quick. But, yeah, they would, any server that I would hire, like, Girl, I'll fly you out to LA. <laughs> oh. You can come stay with me. I like, still okay, everybody calm down. God, I can't remember which comedian there it, it was. I was wearing like a choker necklace, just like a basic little choker. And he was like, Yeah, you know, it makes me want to do things to you. And I was like, like, buy me chokers? Like I was so confused. Well, <laughs> I know you like so... being choked, do you I thought he was like hinting that he like what I didn't it was so wild. He was like, Yeah, it gives me good ideas. And I was like, You wanna know where I got this choker? Like, you want one? I was so I was like, Oh yeah. You're shooting your shot at anybody within two feet of you. Yeah, they get a little lonely on the road. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Honest to God. But they would sit and stare at her. I'm like, would you stop doing that? Yeah. Like, calm down. Well, you must have had to put up with that over the years, I would imagine. Yeah, but, like, also I was in my own little studio, a gremlin oh, person. Yeah. And <laughs> my vibe is really, like, I mean, Alex is the same way, but it's, it's fine. I mean, it was so, anytime it would happen, it would be so brief. Yeah, it would be rare, rare yeah. somebody would do a follow-up, like when you respond like that. And if you did, you'd be like, all right, now, we've, I feel like we've thrown each other's vibes out. We're not matching vibe-wise. Mm-hmm. I think we're fine. Vibe-wise? I like using the word vibe-wise. Vibe-wise. Um, that works for me. I do, after this break, I do want you to check out, there's a story on Tom's news stories that I'm dying over. What if I don't want to go to break? What you don't then? have to. It's your show. All right, I mean, you're only going to... God, I might pee in this chair, but that's fine. We've got a few. Let's do it on purpose just to make sure she pees her pants. Like burn? And, and also, like, you could get up in the middle of the show and go to the bathroom, and, like, the show would just, like, can be able to continue. It, would fall it was not apart. like it just crash and burn. And... On Tuesdays, I just assume there's, like, a fire in the middle of the table when I'm not here. No, that's our hearts are on fire for not having to put up with your bullshit all day. <laughs> Wee-ya. 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 All right, uh, we'll take a break, but we do have a couple. So you want to talk about Tom's news stories. Yeah, there's a really good one uh, AJ put in about you're going to be so pissed off this what this uh, right. teacher did to these fourth graders. It's not naughty. I mean, it's right. not gross. <laughs> it's not I naughty. Understand. But it's like, what were you thinking, you idiot? Okay, then we got two ones because we still haven't gotten to the Minneapolis Public Schools to discharge racial governance yes. oh, yeah, we found at elementary too. school. So we got two big stories coming up. Oh, my up. God, we're packed. This is like... NBC News. Oh my God! Call the governor. Governor. I just wanted to act like. All right, Judy Dench. (laughs) What? Judy Dench. I love it. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day, we see too many people heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. 
Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just got an email from Dawn over at my pillow. We got it. We got to get here in studio, but she cannot come in on Tuesdays when you're not here. 
You yeah. have to be here when she's here. I agree. Because then I can go after both of you at the same time. I assume that's what you wanted. That'd be phenomenal. I can attack both of you. Right. Tom Bernard hates women. Oh, there's no question about <laughs> it. No doubt. Okay, you want to go with Minneapolis Public School? Yeah, but Don, yes, we do need to get you in uh, and do some spots together and be on the show. I haven't talked to, to Don in a while. Yeah. She's a wonderful, oh God, don't tell her I said this, but she's a wonderful person. So I'll never mind. Never bring it up. She's got a nice husband, too. You know oh. her husband, don't you? No. Good guy. It's a great guy. Which one do you want to do first, your story or my story? Your story. Okay, Minneapolis Public Schools to discharge racial covenants found at elementary school. Now, I wonder if I went there, because I went to two public schools, three public schools in Minneapolis. Okay. I went to Emerson Elementary for kindergarten, which is 1200 Spruce Place. It's hard to imagine you ever, as any age, but like 60. Really? Like, I can't imagine a kindergarten Tom. Hi, I'm here to learn colors. Oh, actually, I did cause trouble. There's no question about it. Shocking. I know it's hard to be. But I didn't know there was a morning kindergarten and an afternoon kindergarten. Oh, you didn't? So when we put on the school play, I thought, because I was in the afternoon, they did the morning one first. Mm -hmm. I thought the guy was stealing my deal. Oh. He walks out doing my lines. I'm like, hey, hey, wait a minute. I could totally see you. Oh, yeah, I went after him. Fraud. Fraud. And they don't tell you, like, as a kid, like, hey, there's also afternoon kids. It's like Bloods versus Crips. And you don't mess with each other. Like, I was a morning kid. I was a morning. Yep. And I remember the last day of kindergarten, we had to go through the lunch line. It was a big day for us because we never ate school lunch. Yeah. And they're like, we have to teach you how to go through the lunch line so that way next year as a first grader, you don't screw this up for everybody. But, yeah. Morning school is where it's at. Yeah, it's all at. true. Oh, by the way, so who booked uh, Doug Stanhope? You, I did. you did. Yeah, I love that guy. That yeah. was great. Thank you for booking him. He's, he's wonderful. Thanks yeah. for doing your job. Yeah, thanks. Okay, for first of all, you don't have to finally. ruin a compliment, Brittany. I know that you don't usually get them because you <laughs> suck at your job. But like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, what a hey. nice place to work. Uh, thanks for showing up today. You know, well, stay tuned because we got more top-notch guests coming up. <laughs> Don't set notch, yourself baby. up for failure. <laughs> top-notch. You like me, just always have, everyone has low expectations. <laughs> I like this. This works. Minneapolis Public Schools to discharge racial covenants found at elementary school. Racially restrictive covenants were included in land or property titles to keep neighborhoods honky style. Uh, the Minneapolis School Board voted unanimously Tuesday to discharge racially restrictive covenants found at an elementary school. Racial covenants were listed in the uh, titles on several parcels at Lake Harriet Lower School. I don't even know where that is. Where's Lake? I'm sure it's by Lake Harriet, but where the hell is that? So a covenant, sure. just to clear up for me, is a complete just agreement or is it a legal yeah, agreement? Yeah. I don't know if it's legal. I think you can have legal or not legal. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm not sure of that, though. Hmm. Actually, I should I should check. Uh, racial covenants were listed in titles on several parcels at the Lake Harriet Lower School that restricted the occupation or sale of the property to Tevin Pittman. But it says that specifically. Yeah, I'm not allowed to buy any schools. That was, yeah. That's because you're a non-white person. Yes. That's what it says here. Racially restrictive covenants were legally enforceable contracts written to keep homes and neighborhoods in the hands of honkies. Doesn't say honkies, but I thought I'd throw it in. Yeah, it makes me feel better. Sure. The covenants were entered by the previous landowners uh, when the Linden Hills neighborhood was being developed nearly 100 years ago. Okay, I have a question for you. Yep. Why did this take so long? Because it's probably something that doesn't come up. And it's like it's like those laws where it's like it's illegal to eat ice cream on a Sunday in some small town. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like we didn't even know this was here. Well, but they we have should books. Probably... Isn't it they have books and books and books of laws that they are just outdated and things? Yeah. But this is in Linden Hills, possibly the most liberal neighborhood in the state of Minnesota. 
-hmm. How would you not know that? I think it is just a matter of paperwork, like going through all the well, things. Well, they that should they have, have done that a long time ago. Obviously, things Obviously. have changed quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand why they didn't know about this a long time ago. They're probably mortified. Yeah, and I would. It would be different too if like they were enforcing these laws. Mm -hmm. Oh, I. Which probably. <laughs> It's probably something that they just, yeah. Somebody happened to be flipping through a book of old Yeah, probably. And, hey, they, we should probably get rid of this. They saw it and they like had a half second. They're like, let's just rip it out with everyone knowing. And then they're right. like, we better do this formally. Yep. Who wants to vote to get rid of this right, really the last, embarrassing? The last thing you need is like some random old lady showing up and like, well, you can't sell that uh, property oh to him because he's a Negro. And, and then, then all of a sudden like, wow, you're right. Right. And then like now the scandal is we were been ripping up laws that we don't agree with. And it's a whole different bag of mess. I'm sorry, but we have to go with it. We were talking about it early in the week. I would literally, when you got rid of all those covenants about who can buy the property, uh -huh. I would still add, but we don't want the Irish. That's, That's offensive to me. I think it's hilarious. One of the greatest lines in the history of movies. It's so funny. And you can't use the two words that he used before, no, white no. people. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, no, you no, know, no. you can't use those. But, yeah, so apparently racial covenants, uh, redlining, uh, the denial of access to loans are among the countless ways structural racism was ingrained in society. Created racially segregated neighborhoods and schools, uh, Chair uh, Sharon El Amin told uh, the board on Tuesday. Acknowledging them and formally moving them not only allows us to purge these aberrant provisions, I said aberrant provisions, from the title, but it provides a learning opportunity for both our students and our community. I still don't understand, how did this not disappear 50 years ago? Mm. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's the same way, like, when they would went through like what was it a couple of years ago where they were tearing down statues of people that mm -hmm. were like racist back in the day it's just one of those things where i don't think anybody really thinks about it because it's maybe there's not like, prevalent in your everyday life or maybe there's like not a person that's designated to that job like maybe that's a uh, and especially with the lack of manpower they have <clears throat> in government maybe there's just not a designated lack of manpower yeah. About 60% of the people who live in America work for the government. I know, but isn't it... Well, there ain't no lack of manpower, I'll tell you. I that. thought the big thing is, like, DMVs, government, and passports are taking, like, six times as long. All these things is that That's they don't have... because they don't have any people. What is it, then? Because nobody gets off their ass anymore. That's the real reason. Fine, they don't have a lack of... Quality manpower. Yeah. They do have a lack of quality manpower. <sighs> so that might you know she it. said manpower, not women power? It's a term. Nope. He was being sexist. Women are too smart to work for the government. Oh, here we... Yeah, okay. Lock you really door. killed the momentum of the <laughs> show there, Brittany. Well, the show's just kicking ass, and she has to piss all Tom over Tom Bernard hates women. It's the second time I've no said it today. Especially Catherine and Alex. Especially those two. It's just horrible. I, I wish you loved Alex as much as I did. Oh, That's what I thought. Good God, here rumor, we go. Rumor on the street is that, yeah, Brittany loves Alex more than More you. than me. Probably. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah uh-huh. Probably. I'm more invested in her. How do you have more invested in her? So it's a give-take. It's a, it's, I can't explain to you what friendship is like. That's wonderful right. that, no, you have a lot invested in her, because now what I'm going to do. No, don't cut Pass all of her bills no. onto when you. When I'm writing all the paychecks <laughs> no, no. out, I'll just hand it to you. And no. Go, Here, this is a, a, a bill you have to pay. 
financially, I cannot support Alex yeah, and her baby. lifestyle. <laughs> Either can I. So, so there you uh, go. <laughs> that makes two of us. That okay. makes two of us. That girl can spend some dough, I will tell you. Same, that. I can. Holy. G- oh, you can too. You're good at spending oh, money. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, she's pretty good about <laughs> She's pretty good about like bringing snacks places. I'm pretty lazy about it. Yeah. We will go somewhere, and she's like, "Here, here's some snacks." And I'm like, "All right, go, go. We're gonna go buy this burger over here." Okay, so look how far we've come. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. You can read that story and read, "Oh my God, it's horrible." Negative, but no. What I take away from that story is that finally you got this, got off your ass and got this done. Good. Now let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Right. So they, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. They sh- and they shouldn't use it as a look at how much I've accomplished as in my position right. of power because right. I got rid of this. Like no, it's one that probably had the vote went you guys think we should get rid of it perfect all right let's go i will tell you that when i was a little boy and i am not pissed off about it just the way life and society was at the time i had two black friends when i was a little kid i was not allowed to go in their houses because i was white that's true uh there was another neighbor we had i could not walk on the sidewalk in front of his house because he was protestant and i was catholic that's wild that's a true story I can't so even. I've been through this myself, not in a very severe way like mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. But it's just, it's all, people have been pissed on their whole lives. It's, people love doing that. I don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't either. But what are you going to do? The one thing that really pissed me off is one of the houses I couldn't go into. He had a very, very good looking sister. So that's, what the, that's why they didn't let you in. <laughs> they were like, we see you across the street looking at our daughter as she's playing in the yard. You ER. might be right about that. It's because uh, it's you're Catholic. Stay yeah. away from yeah, yeah, it's you're ca- Although she was Catholic, too, so that wouldn't have worked. Hmm. But I think she wasn't your type. You mean like she was too smart for me? Is that no. what you're saying? <laughs> no, like that lady who broke up with you and said, I'm not your type. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm not your type. That's exactly, it's not, you're not my type. It's I'm not your type. Oh, yeah. That did happen. It's absolutely true. All right, so we got the other side. Now we got it all figured out. We got the covens all taken care of in yes. Harriet Lake. Now I need you to read uh, Teacher Made Fourth Graders Watch. I love that when teachers think they can make our children do things. You're just going to die. Or You're this. a teacher. You don't get to tell my kid anything. Yeah. What's well, kind of their job is to tell them yeah. to behave. Well, yeah. Like, hey, we got to watch this movie In today. theory, I would think that this would be a no-brainer situation, but they went really rogue with what they had to watch. <laughs> it's Winnie the Pooh, but it's a subsection of Winnie the Pooh. I want you to read it. Okay, I got to say one more thing before we move on. Okay. I had a friend back in school, and I think he, he still listens to this show to this day, I think. I'm not going to say his name. But he was from Panama, and he was in my uh, health class when I was at uh, North High School. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget, because he had an accent, right? Mm-hmm. So when they would show the boys taking showers and how you probably clean, you properly clean to your extremities and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing a good job. Yeah. So we're watching that whole deal. And then they got to the girl part of it, which didn't reveal anywhere near as much as the boy part of it. Yep. <laughs> but as soon as the girl part came up, my friend goes, and he, he did have an accent. That's all this was. He was screaming, focus, focus. But he kept going, fuck us, fuck us. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying focus. Right. I'm just here to tell you. That's not. Oh, to, like, like, fix the focus thing. Yeah, oh, okay. He wanted him to focus the Back camera. in the day on the, yeah, you yeah. have to, yeah. Like, that's not this kind of movie. That's yeah, no, this kind of movie. <laughs> I will, that, that was, God, that was a oh, long time ago. Oh, you must have been ago. dying. That had to be 55 years ago. 
But I can still hear him saying that. And I'm like, ooh, that's not how you pronounce that word. I'm just here to tell you. Those memories are so vivid. I love it. I just loved going to North High School. It was amazing. Although I dropped out. No, I didn't drop out. I tested out. So there you go. It was a big different. Okay, so I'm looking for which story is The it, first one. Is it on complete or Tom's News Stories? Uh, Tom's News Stories. Okay. And it's the first one. Teachers made check fourth on graders. That. Okay, so we figured out, good, you got everything straightened away at Harriet, uh, Lake Harriet School, so that's good. Now we move on to te teacher-made fourth graders watch Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yeah. I didn't even know there was one. I remember these clips, and it was super spooky. Like, you're not going to get confused with, like, this is your no. everyday Winnie the Pooh. It was... Yeah. The name of it alone, you'll find out in the story. Just so it's not like a cute. Oh, it's almost no, Halloween. No. no, it's like Blumhouse <clears throat> the, the kind of vibes. The trademark on Winnie the Pooh because it's gone a hundred years it's, now since its original thing. It's open to the public now, so anybody oh, anybody can use oh. the licensing. So people have been drafting, and this is like the first major one. It's a it's a horror like a is, red for Halloween time. A horror movie. Is it called? It's the one called Blood and Honey. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna have him read it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, parents, <laughs> what? You read it, but I've got an image pulled up for you. I have, okay. I have the movie poster whenever you want it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, parents horrified after inappropriate horror movie shown at Miami Springs Charter School. I don't even know where Miami Springs is. Where mm. the hell is that? No, Miami. Yeah, I'm hoping. Michelle Diaz is irate about the way Academy of Innovation Education. First of all, would you send your kid to a school called the Academy of Innovative Education? I wouldn't send my no. kid to a no. school in Florida. No, why not? <laughs> Right now, some of the worst testing in all of our, our country. Oh, it's pretty bad around the entire country. Uh, not it's terrible. Listen, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Well, because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But other than that, all right, I'll our school systems are terrible. Florida yeah. But school. Florida, I think, is a little bit worse than the rest of the... You liberals just will let, yeah. I'll say <laughs> liberal. liberal it's just we're all the same. Listen, we Florida does a lot great. Right. It just they, I, they don't put a lot of preferential treatment on schools. Why don't we? Why don't we look up the reading skills and the math skills of Minnesota school children? Reading skills. They're horrible. Reading tests. They are across uh, the world. Yeah. This is my opinion. That's fine. You keep reading the stories. I'll pull up stuff. What do you mean it's your opinion? Is that I wouldn't send my kid to a Florida school if I could have we would, They wouldn't let you into Florida, first of all. Yeah, right. I'll see they you there this winter. They, they let everybody into Florida. I, I go like, every oh, winter. No, it's, like, it's like Wisconsin. Mom, save <laughs> It's like Wisconsin, yes. Okay, you ready? Yes. Yep. Michelle Diaz, I read about the way the Academy of Innovative Education, a K-12, K-12 uh, charter school in Miami Springs, has handled alleged complaints from other parents about what she considers a careless teacher with his students. I feel completely abandoned by the school, said Diaz, as she stepped out from a meeting with the school's principal. She said her fourth grade twins were distraught because of a movie their math teacher played for students uh, on Monday, October 2nd. They were exposed 20 to 30 minutes to a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. Uh, the film has uh, obtained an NR rating, meaning it's not rated at all. That's usually because it's so severe, isn't it? The, yes. The yeah. NR rating. Yeah. Yeah. My first right. question here is, why is the math teacher showing a movie? I know. What's that all about? Like English, I understand. You know, you're gonna watch like Pride and Prejudice or whatever because you read the book or whatever. History, you got to watch a documentary. What? What math teacher is showing movies? I one, don't get it. One either. that doesn't have a lesson prepared for the day. That's and true. So yeah, I just want to kill some time. <laughs> Uh, he didn't stop the movie. Oh, wait a minute. It says, according to Wikipedia, the film is about two bloodthirsty murderers, one of whom wears a Winnie the Pooh mask while terrorizing a group of young university women. 
How old were the children he was showing this to? It'd be ten, nine, ten if it's fourth, yeah, fourth grade. grade. Why? I don't know. Could you imagine if Fawn was like, I was in class and I watched a horror movie? I mean, she's a little younger than that, but still. Yeah, no, it's true. He did not stop the movie, even though there were kids saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to watch this. It says we don't want to want this, but I, I think they meant Diaz. watch this. Uh, said Diaz. Uh, what? A-D-D-O-M-G. What word is that? Adomg. Some kids. What, what do you see you? that word? A D D O M G is Probably a word. Probably adding that some kids were seriously affected. So adding, you've got an O M instead yeah. of an I N. Yeah, that's that's rough. In there. That's bizarre. Well, so I, why are you ready to be reading this piece of crap? Obviously, they don't even know how to write. Well, it's from Florida. It's your fault. Oh yeah, that's the problem. No um, I did find math scores by state, mm-hmm. and I put it in stories we love. Mm-hmm. States with the highest and lowest math scores. It doesn't matter anymore if they're high or low. They all suck. Well, the states with the highest math scores are Minnesota, mm-hmm. North Dakota, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, Makes Utah, sense. Wisconsin, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming. States with the lowest math scores, Florida, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Idaho, Delaware, West Virginia, D.C., New Mexico, Rhode Island, Texas, Illinois, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. You know what's hilarious? That you could go by political party and name each one of those states. No, we can't. Yes, you can. D.C.? Well, D.C. doesn't even get the vote. Forget to get out. <laughs> get lost. Just... South Dakota? South Dakota. Very political. I know, but what? where does it fall? I know. South Dakota is probably... Oh, well, they get, right now they have a Republican mayor or governor, yeah. don't they? Yeah. But I don't know that it, it doesn't fall hard right, does it? Oh, you said very political. I thought you were saying that. Yeah, I thought they oh, were no, hard. That list I thought they absolutely. fall hard right. Well, they're in the higher math stores. Montana can go either way. Um, so Brittany was right for not wanting to send her kids to a Florida school? No. No. First of all, how can you... This is <laughs> such, so typical of your generation. It's yep. not only a city or two in Florida. It's the entire goddamn state. Sorry. It's not how it works down there. I'm probably going to retire in Florida someday, but do I no, want to no, send no, my no, kids No, no, not anymore. There? You're not. You're out. Why? They You're don't care? The Florida doesn't care? When I, where I live, you would never get away with that stuff. Guess what? It's a I'll, very Jewish neighborhood where I live. I don't care. I'll say it to their faces. Say what? Your schools are crap. Step not it up. where I live, they're not. Well, they're right. it's not every school, but if on average, I can't afford all your neighborhood. Right. So I'd probably be in a not. That's great... why I live there. Exactly. Because you can't afford to live there. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Now look, I'm sorry, but you can either you can take so many sides on education. Nobody ever does their damn job anymore. They're always on strike. Everything sucks. I, to be honest with you, uh, there are very few teachers that I would allow to teach my children anyway. They get way too political, whether it's too far right or too far left. They get mm. way too political, which I don't understand in a school system why you would allow, are allowed to do that. Right. You should be there teaching the facts of right. whether it's math or English or whatever the case may be, not trying to get the kids to necessarily think politically a certain way or the other. It's so funny. I don't remember, maybe, I don't remember ever a teacher leaning a certain way. I never knew what no. my teachers no, thought or felt. Where'd you go to school? Henry Sibley, which is now Two Rivers. That's over now in, Two Rivers, yeah. Yeah, the, it's like West St. Paul area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never, I can't. See, I, Minneapolis North got very political. Really? Because it was black and Jewish and Catholic. Mostly, anyway. 
Yeah, no, growing up in Wisconsin, like small town, like it, you could, I mean, tell like certain teachers maybe thought a certain way, but it wasn't like a you need to think this or if you offered up a contradictory opinion, it wasn't like, well, you're wrong, I'm right, this is how it really is. Yeah. You know, and again, I would, I'd like to be very, very specific. I've been very specific about this for many, many years. I don't give a rat's ass what you do with your personal life. But by the same token, what they're doing in this school is 100% wrong. Yeah. But by the same token, all the other places like New York and San Francisco who had all these drag shows going on, I don't care if you're gay or do yeah. drag or whatever. What are you doing bringing that into a grade school? Yeah, I... That's what I'm saying. They do this shit all the time. Yeah, I think it's weird. What I think, do we teach? Like, because I brought Gogo to a um, a drag like reading thing over. It was a a business over in Chaska. Had this um, guy who does drag, and uh, he's just reading a story that he wrote and was right. lovely. But I don't think it was one of those things you can opt to go or opt to not go. And I would right. have no problem if like. Somebody was like, I'm not going to that because I don't want to expose my kids. Okay. Like, but I yeah, don't think right, it should be in right. schools. No, it should not. No. I think it I'm should saying. be hey, an option. Like I said, uh, first of all, it's really funny because, that, you know, that, that's another thing that the pukes in Minnesota threw at me that I was, I was the homophobic. You know? Try being a voiceover guy in America and being a homophobe. It ain't going to work too well. I'll yeah. Tell you that. I also think it's also like when I think about drag and stuff like that, when people get mad about their kids being on drag, Who I think cares? it's just as weird is if you have a grown woman acting like she's Ariel. Like, it's fine, but some people, I don't know if I want Elsa running around talking about, you know what I mean? Like, anything I would ever do my, with my kids, I would have my kid right there. I don't know mm. who this woman is. Right. I don't know what she right. does. Like, yeah. I, I look at it as the same way, and I think that it'd be really weird if they're like, today we're going to have um, Ariel and Elsa come to school. It's like, why? Can you just concentrate on teaching my kid? Like, mean, could they learn something? That'd be good. Right. That'd be really nice. Like, we can watch Elsa on our own time, thank you. And that's kind of the way I view it, is just like, let's just... Right. I'm sending just, you my kids to school <laughs> to be educated, not yeah. entertained. Yeah, like, I can I do this agree. at home. We have Disney Plus at home. They can do this at home. Yeah. Like, so that's kind of how I view it. And, and, I, and I get people have their strong opinions on stuff, and I think you should be able to opt in and out on some of that stuff, is like... If that's what you don't want your kids around, that's fine. Like, my kids never watched TV yet, so I don't want her watching TV yet. Like, that's mm -hmm. just what I've yeah, decided. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and little kids, a lot of times, like, when you they see a drag queen, like, now that's a conversation. If they've never seen a drag queen before, well, now they have to be explained what one is. And uh -huh. I feel like that's something that, like, a parent would want to do over, like, a random teacher. Because I, when I worked at Union, we had drag shows, and I was sitting yeah. in the office, and one of our chefs brought his little kid in, and he was just waiting for his dad to get done. Yeah. And so this, the drag queens keep walking back and forth, and he sees one of them walking, and he goes, Tevin, she's beautiful. <laughs> oh, there so you kids go. Don't and I'm, care. Like, and I'm like, I'm not going to stop my first no, to explain to him, like, that's actually this. a man dressed as a woman. But I yeah, mean, of course, beautiful. you should have whatever conversation you want. Listen, our listeners are very passionate about, they just don't want things shoved down their throats. I right. respect that. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's trying to walk around the most woke. Mm -hmm. But I will say this about kids. They don't care. No, they, they do don't not. care at all. If a, if a whoever's wearing a sparkly dress comes in here, fine, we'll be like, that's a beautiful dress. Yeah. They're not like, no, I agree. what genitalia were they born with? <laughs> right. Like... They don't, it's not, you right. know, so, and, and that's, I think our listeners feel the same way, is that, like, do what you want to do, wear what you want to wear, I let agree. me make the decision for my kids, my family, and my life, and, right. like, totally get that. Yeah. No, I understand. Nobody's arguing that point. Yeah, agreed. It's just, I don't see the big difference between, like, you've been attacking Florida, 
it's no different than any other state. Most states are really effed up in some way. I know. I'm, it was kind of, like, I'd say it was like 20% of it was a joke of, like, making a, you know, a dunk on Florida. Just, just to piss me off. Well, we always joke about a, a man in Florida kind of story. Well, there's right. always a man in Florida. Well, there's right. always a man in Florida. So, like, that. let's be honest. I'm sure there's amazing schools in Florida. 100%. I probably can't afford some of them. Probably but, true, yeah. Like, I, and I'm sure they have great areas with amazing public teachers and teachers that want to make a difference. I'm mm-hmm. sure. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, we... That was the only thing we really did was we were looking at schools for GoGo when we decided to live where we lived, and it's just something I never, I didn't, I feel very lucky, and I know you think have feelings about Minnesota schools, but we have a pretty good school system. We do. Mm-hmm. And we, we have, have a lot that's of the results I'm seeing. And we have a lot of charter schools that are free and they're specific. Well, like so that's good. Yeah, I mean. I have seen a lot of good stuff. My mom's been in the school system for years. She was a teacher for a long time in St. Paul. Oh, no wonder you're such an ass kisser. I knew it had to the be something like that. No, this I, is what this is all about. My mom was a teacher. No, you guys, I, I, I would implore you to look into your city. It's, there's, implore. There's a lot of really great schools we have mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and we don't. It's kind of like you don't realize how good you have it until you go someplace else and you realize there's a lot of hurdles people have to get. We're very focused on education. Now, nationally, are we kind of sucking because of the pandemic? Probably. Not because of the pandemic. Well, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, it might have been. I don't know. Burn we should learned te- more during the pandemic. Not less. Well, no. If, like, if, you, if I was a kid during the pandemic and, like, <laughs> oh, you're telling me I just sit on my computer and do the homework? Yeah, that's not happening. I'm outside. I'm not really paying attention. I'm just nice cheating. Parents. Oh that my! That has nothing to do with Tom. Nice parents. Tom, if you would have, you would have had a struggle bus USA 101 right. if you were trying to get your kids to do at home school. Parents, whatever they did was what you needed to do survival. People had to yeah, work from home yeah, while that. their kids were in another room, forcing mm-hmm. them. Hey, like, what are the chances if you told, hey, Sage, jump on your class at? 1:30. I'm going to be in a meeting. Make sure you jump on at 1:30. Right. Not my job. It's my grandson. I'm well, just saying that well, was even, an example. Even if like Alex and Andy, when they were in school, like if you if they had to learn remotely, like you, if you put them in front of a computer, like hey, you have to sit here for two hours yeah. and just focus on school. Probably they'll mm-hmm. may last thirty minutes, but otherwise now they're often doing other things. And you forget that they were classes; they were like segmented. So it was like I, I, my sister paid me to just come into the house. I couldn't go or be around anyone else but their family and you know Justin. Mm-hmm paid me because they'd be like, okay, we're make sure you sign on your computer at noon. We're going to, you know, we're signing off at 11. Come back in an mm-hmm. hour. Yeah, right. Like Ike jumps on his Wii, you know, or one of his video games. Like he's going to remember to jump. I'm, that right. was my whole job was like poking the kids being like, all right, you got a class now. You got a class now for little, for first graders. It was wild. Well, let me close the conversation with this. One of the reasons I feel the way I do, mm-hmm. I hated going to school. Yeah. I hated mm-hmm. all my te- didn't hate them. I didn't like my teachers. I learned nothing from my teachers. Yeah. Cuz there were always other kids causing problems and doing this that. I hated going to school from kindergarten right through 10th grade when I finally tested out. When it lasted one day in college. I cannot stand the ass kissing that goes on in schools. That's too I'm really I feel there's two times now I've felt bad for you with nobody read to you as a kid. That breaks my heart. No, it never happened. That bre- but I taught myself how to read, so Still it didn't matter. Still breaks my heart. The connection that I have with Gogo that we read every night, I go... It's wonderful. You should... I feel so bad you never had that. And I feel bad that you didn't like school, because as a kid, 
if you set up a kid to be successful in school and to like going to school, it's just, I mean, you see Fawn, she loves school. She does, yeah. So and does like, Sage. So does they Sage. Do, yeah. um, is like, that is such a cool feeling for those kids and to be successful and nervous about things and then do successful. Like, I feel bad that that was your experience. You mean success at what? Like, you know, if um, I just think, think about my nanny kid, I remember how nervous she was. She was in um, eighth grade and she had to do, she was in a public speaking class and she was so scared. And I was like, okay, we practiced, we practiced. And she was like, I don't want to go to school. I'm so nervous. And I was like, well, just go and fail then. Like, that's your, if, you know, I had the yeah. mindset of like, then fail in front of everyone. That's fine. I picked her up that day. I've never seen her happier in her life because she went and did something that she was scared of and succeeded in it. And that's the kind of stuff you go like school should be like that. There should be hurdles. There should be hard things. And you mm -hmm. should yep. and you should enjoy mm -hmm. it. So I feel bad that you never had that experience. Well, the problem is that a lot of kids can't hang with everybody else. And that causes all kind of problems. Yeah. Too. It does. Gail fan, get in here. We're talking education. Get off your ass. Let's go. Should we go to break? Is that a beer? Yeah, we'll go to break while he's walking in here. Be right back with Gelfano. Hey, Mike. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. 